This is KCIM Carol. KCIM Sports presents the Pizza Ranch Saturday Morning Coaches Show with Sports Director Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, John. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Of course, the playoff football pairings coming out at 10 o'clock this morning. I'll get the website updated with where everybody is, who's everybody's playing, and where everybody's going to be playing their games and which games that we're going to be broadcasting. We'll talk with our area coaches here this morning from Carroll and Kempers. We've got Ryan Steinkamp. Craig Rowe, Wetter, Thomas Nelson, Deb Danner, Rusty Wintermode, and Michaela Clinic all set to join us here in just a few minutes. But we're going to run you through last night's scoreboard here real quick. We'll tell you who's in the playoffs and who's out of the playoffs based off of last night's results. Again, pairings, though, and matchups will not be released until 10 o'clock this morning. Class 2A District 8, Kemper swept by Southeast Valley 28 to nothing. They are the district champion. Roland Story beat Saydell 49 to nothing, and it was Des Moines Christian over Green County 34 to 33. Class 3A District 1, Carroll falls on the road at 25 to 6 to Sioux Center. Their chances of making the playoffs come to an end. The Tigers wrap up the regular season next weekend against Boyden Hole Rock Valley. Boyden Hole Rock Valley fell last night to MOC Floyd Valley 22 to 12, and it was Bishop Helan over Sergeant Ball of Luton 34 to 14. Class 1A District 2, ESAC clinches a playoff berth. They beat Sioux Central Sioux Rapids 13 to 6. They'll be the four seed out of that district. Emmitsburg got by Manson Northwest Webster 54 6. And it was Pocahontas area over Eagle Grove at 12 to nothing. Class A, District 7, South Central Calhoun falls to Earlham 52-14. They are going to be the three seed in that district. ICAM Manning will be the four seed in that district. They lost in a non-district game last night to Loma 31 to 21, but they clinched the playoff berth when Riverside beat Panorama 62 to 12. It was ACGC over Southwest Valley 41 to nothing. Eight-man District 7, Arweva Falls to Booyer Valley 27 to 20. They will not make the playoffs as the four seed in their district. St. Mary's of Remsen won by a forfeit over West Harrison, one to nothing. Newell Fonda doubled up Siouxland Christian, 12-6, and Woodbine got by East Mills, 68-18. Eight-man District 9, Audubon clinches a playoff at District Championship outright with a 42-26 victory over Baxter. Glenn Ralston will be the two-seed in that district, but they will not get a home game in the opening round. They beat St. Edmund, 62-16. Coonabins Baird won over Colonesco last night, 34-20. But uh, with uh, Glidden Ralston beating St. Edmund, that knocked uh, the Crusaders out of the playoffs. They did not get an at-large bid. And Collins-Maxwell beat East Union again by a final last night of 22-16. to We'll step away, take a break. Ryan Steinkamp, the Kemper football coach, sent to join us next right here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. Do you want a job that grows your community while improving the world? A job that presents you with new challenges and offers competitive pay? Do you want a job that is more than just a job? Hi, this is Emily McDermott, Administrative Coordinator at Poet Bioprocessing, and we are looking for innovative, hardworking thinkers and doers who are excited about changing the world for the better. To check out our current open positions, read the job descriptions, and apply online, please visit poet.com careers. 
Join the Poet community, where we are one team, one poet. Poet is an equal opportunity employer. Here on the Peter Ranch Coaches Shows, we're talking to Kemper head football coach Ryan Steinkamp. They pick up a hard-fought 28 to nothing victory last night against Southeast Valley, clinching an undefeated run through the district and their sixth win in a row. Coach, congrats on both of those. Uh, that's impressive to win six in a row and to go undefeated in your district. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that too. All the credit goes, you know, the assistant coaches, and those guys, and the, the players that you know, they're, out there, they're out there playing their butts off. So that was that was great. I'm really ha- happy for them. You and I were chatting here before the show this morning, and you told me that you knew that Southeast Valley was big. They were physical, and that they wanted to come in and run the football. Were you surprised at all uh, on how well they actually did move the ball against you guys, especially on their first couple of possessions in that first half? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of you know they're getting two yards, three yards, but you know. That's you know the kind of how the you know that's what they want to do and you know defensively you're not mad about it but it's like man you know they they had a lot of good third down plays and then they bounced in and they're, they're uh, running back 34 is a, is a tough dude he 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 runs hard just watch him run film and see him live he's a, he's a good back. You mentioned the third downs. That's been something Doug Wanniger brought it up during the broadcast last night. There's been times as good as your defense has been this year, and it's been really, really good, that sometimes you guys give up some third downs. Is that a concern for you guys heading into the postseason? No, not, not entirely. You know, I mean, our team makes plays sometimes, too. You know, we definitely want to get out the field um, on, the, on those third downs. We always call those money downs. Uh, but, you know, something, something you just got to watch film and get better at it. And I think sometimes we maybe get our eyes in the backfield track. You know, we we got to make sure each guy's in their assignment um, on, on those plays. What adjustments did you guys make as that first half went on and then at the halftime uh, against their run game? They, they didn't score on you, of course, winning 28 to nothing, but a 15-play drive mainly on the ground on their first drive and then they had another long drive, their second drive, uh, a sack, a penalty, and, and then just some good defensive plays kind of forced them to turn over it on downs their first two possessions, but they were finding some success against you guys. What did you guys adjust to and what did you guys see from them different maybe than what you expected coming into the game? Um, our, our outside backer guys are they're dipping in a little bit. So you know, that's how they get. They're uh, their wing backs are getting to them to so make sure that they're getting their shoulder square and forcing. They've got to feel a little bit too much. Um, you know, you want to blitz them, but sometimes you know it goes runs. You know, you, if you blitz and you guess wrong, you, know, you create themes. That happened a couple times. That's that's on coaches. A couple of those were on coaches. Like ah, we shouldn't have done that. Like you know, you kind of you kind of you kind of get tired of them chunking you, chunking you. They got to get some <laughs> pressure. You guess wrong sometimes. That, you know, and then I was just talking to kids what they saw out there. Um, they're always really honest and stuff with us, you know, what they see, what they like, and things like that, too. And um, we, we got a good relationship with them, but they know that, you know, if they see something they wanted, they, that they got to go through and make plays, and, and they did tonight. What did the key, kids relay to you guys that they were seeing out there? Um, you know, uh, some of their, their tackles are getting to us a little bit, getting blocked down. So kind of, we widen our, our DNs a little bit, and then we make sure our, we put our interior guys on the guards. They're pulling their guards a lot, so we got them in their hip pocket, and that helped clog things up a little bit. Did look like the middle linebackers were getting some pressure up the middle last night. What did you see there, and and how were you guys able to kind of get you know Kent and, and Tate and those guys through the middle so quickly again? Um, just you know those guards pull those guys in. They're not very big, but they're they're fast and they read it. So like you know it's kind of not really a blitz. Kind of something they, they know when they see those gaps. You know we talk we talk about clear and cloudy. If it's clear, we go shoot it, and they did. And sometimes you know that that number thirty four is fast, so he's coming downhill. Missed a few times, but then uh, they're able to crowd him quite a few times, though, too. 
Coach offensively scored on all three possessions in the first half. The first one was a nice drive. I think if I remember right, 45 of the 55 yards or 41 of the 55 yards on that first drive uh, came on the ground. Really able to, I thought, establish Case and Pierce early in the game. Uh, what was the mindset? What was the game plan offensively for you guys going in? Um, we knew the weather. We had to be able to run the ball. So, you know, we worked on that a lot this week, too. Um, last night's practice, uh, Thursday night was great. Just getting the wet ball, stuff in security. Um, the, the guys, the running backs did a great job of that. And they told me, you know, guy hit the hole hard. And you know, the O-line just keep chunking and keep pushing. What did you see from the O-line? And, and where have you seen that O-line grow as the year's gone on? Well, it's just, it's just them being physical and confident. You know, so it's just, it, keep pushing the pile. Don't be a spectator. Be part of it. Coach Murders, our line coaches, kind of always says, "Don't be part of the tackle." And they just keep pushing, and the running back scored a few, uh, scored a few, a few times, and that's just great to see. Yeah, Brock Bading finishes off that first drive with a, a one-yard quarterback sneak into the end zone. Uh, is, is that something that's been really effective for you guys this season? Because the times I've seen you, you guys have been able to get that sneak with your quarterback pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I think you know we run a little bit of different bit of eye formation from the receivers out there, um, you know, because you know. We, we have great athletes when it gets in the ball space. So um, a little bit, there's no tight, down tight end. So, you know, the linebackers can't be crashing in. They have to be ready to help out in those, those passing games. So they, they just see the window, the line fires out. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see the kids uh, executing that. Second drive started like the first one at your own 45, able to score on that one as well. Um, it, it, you guys had jumped out big on other teams in the first quarter. This took you to the second quarter, partially because each team had one possession in the first quarter. That was one of the fastest first quarters I think I've ever uh, you know, watched and, <laughs> and, and called a game for. But uh, uh, to be able to score on those first two possessions and really establish the ground game, um, what, what does that do for this team in the future, not just for last night? So it just gives them confidence, you know. I think it helps our defense play uh, a little more confident as well, you know, having, having a little bit of a cushion. So, yeah, that's just, that's just good complimentary football. Will Simon scores your third touchdown last night with a run. It was a 17-yarder. Um, man, I, I called him John Riggins during the game last night. It, he, he, he just – there was a couple of times guys got bodies on him, and then he literally just kind of chucked him off to the side. I, I, I was so impressed with the physicality that he ran last night. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been he's been having a great great year for us running the ball, just kind of old school football downhill, and um, yeah, that's it. That was awesome. I say I looked away a few times too, and kept here. I couldn't really see it. I was on the far side of the field. Um, that'd be a fun one on film, but yeah, he's kept kept those feet moving, shoulders low, and that was that was a great uh, great play by Will. Second half, not a lot of offense, but the defense comes up with three interceptions. Uh, what was the what, what did you guys take away from the second half last night? You did get the one touchdown late to make it a twenty-eight to nothing win. No, I mean, you just got to keep playing and finish the game. You know, I, I thought our defense was really locked in. You know, I think I don't, we haven't had a goose egg all year, and they, those guys really wanted it. And, um, you know, our, our DBs were paying attention. You know, we, we softened we a little bit just because, uh, you know, it's not, it wasn't the best passing conditions where, like, you know, I, I wanted them. I told them I want you guys to be ball hawks. That ball's in the air. Um, I want to be ours. And they, they were all over it. So that was, that was a great job by them. Coach, I know right now we don't know. Brackets and pairings don't come out. The pools don't come out until 10 o'clock this morning. But uh, thoughts on what you guys need to do to make a deep run and maybe get to the Dome and do some damage there uh, here in the postseason? I'll just take one game and play at a time, you know. Um, playoffs, <laughs> anything can happen, but we don't look too far ahead. And um, Our guys are locked in right now, and I told them enjoy this one until 10 a.m. I'll be hitting refresh, 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 trying to find out you know, who we get and stuff like that. And um, uh, Yeah, so... Excited for the opportunities ahead of us. 
Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate you joining us here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. Enjoy the weekend, and like you, I'll be hitting refresh, refresh, refresh at 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> yeah, hey, i got to give one shout-out, too, to the special teams unit, and uh, yep. Tommy Fitzsimmons broke the PAT record. Yes. Most, most made PAT, so that was awesome. I know he, he kind of he put in my ear a little bit, and I, I teased him on that last one. I gave him a fake call. <laughs> fake call. But, but he, that, I mean, that was into the wind, you know, nasty condition. So shout out to all of the line and, uh, you know, Tate snapping, Jake Holden, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a unit. Uh, they were, they were, they put, and they put the time in. So it's great to see Tommy have that success. Yeah. He's had a heck of a year and, and a heck of a career to be able to do that. So congratulations. I know we mentioned it during the broadcast last night as well. So coach as always appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Head coach Ryan Steinkamp again with the Kemper Knights. Again, they knocked off. Uh, Southeast Valley last night by a final of 28 to nothing. They await that first round playoff opponent coming up later on this morning. Back with head coach Craig Rowetter from the Carroll Tigers next year on KCIM. Eco Water Systems of Carroll having a one day salt sale today, 8 to noon. 50 pound bag of salt, $7.50 tax included, cash and carry. Save $100 on EcoWater water softeners and reverse osmosis drinking water systems. EcoWater Systems of Carroll having a one-day salt sale today, 8 to noon. EcoWater, your water perfected. Pizza Ranch Coaches Show here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM KCI. I'm Jeff Blankman, joined right now by Craig Rowetter, of course, the head football coach with the Carroll Tigers. And, Coach, as always, it's good to catch up with you. Yeah, Jeff, thanks for having me. You bet, Coach. Uh, you guys last night traveled up. Two Sioux Center last night uh, ended up falling. They're the district champions and, and a big physical football team. And weather didn't really fit you guys too well last night, the way it sounds, and didn't help out early in the game. Yeah, it was kind of, I mean, same weather for everybody, but it was it was definitely a soaker. We figured we'd get some weather, but it was, it was constant rain and, um, you know, provided some difficulty for us early on. Had to make some adjustments as far as shotgun versus under center. Um, you know, and like I said, the, uh, Sioux Center was playing in the same, same rain, but, uh, their size and, you know, physicality up front kind of, it probably aided them a little bit in, in that regards. But, um, you know, the kids, the kids fought hard. They, they knew it was the same weather for everybody. And, yep. uh, we fought through the rest of the game. What did you guys try to do offensively? And did you find some things that were able to work? Yeah, well, our you know our when we got the when we successfully got a shotgun snap and handle on the ball, uh, we were able to run it, you know, kind of like we repped all week. But it was just seemed like we get a, a positive run and then we'd have a mishandled snap that we'd have to fall. You know, you'd gain six yards and then lose five on a bad, uh, you know, not necessarily a bad snap, just not being able to really handle the handle the snap. And then uh, so we did go under center a little bit more that. We've done that, you know, throughout the year, so it wasn't completely foreign to us. But um, again, it, it made it a little, it negated our uh, slight edge and speed, and couldn't really, uh, you know, get to the outside edges quite as easy. Is that what you guys were using early on when you were having the success? Was getting to the edge? Well, that was the plan. Anyway, yeah, we were we were able to, you know, um, get our down blocks and, and the sweet, our sweet play off the off the edge, you know, that it was working early on. And, um, again, it's just tough on to, <laughs> to be running the ball when it's second and 13 or so, you know, and, or third and long. And, um, but the weather did, you know, kind of dictated some of that with the, it was a straight North 
wind and rain, so we we had we were going into that the first the first quarter, and um, so it kind of pinned us. You know, it was tough to punt into that too. So I kind of had us playing on one side of the field most of the first, especially the first quarter. Coach, uh, defensively, how'd you guys play? You held them to twenty-five, which is probably one of their lower outputs. I'm imagining this season. Yeah, and, and really, I mean, one of those was set up by again we just didn't move the ball very well on offense, so it was kind of a short, short field for them. Um, but then we had them in the third and the fourth down you know, situation, and we just kind of missed one of our, you know, let the the middle open one on one on our receiver just kind of missed a tight end, um, and then another one we were right, right there. I don't want to say a jump ball, but it was you know, right there. So it was a, you know, I thought defensively we played, we played physical and, and right there with them. And, and I'm sure the weather, you know, dictated a little bit of what they could do too. Um, but yeah, I was, I thought defense played well. Um, and I'm not, yeah, outside of Sioux Center's game with West Lyon, uh, I think it was one of their lowest uh, offensive outputs. Coach, how were they able to move the ball and how were they able to get their points in the first half? Um, they, we didn't really give up any long runs or you know, the, the chunk play that they had was just kind of a quarterback scramble, um, and made a, well, actually kind of, we had a missed tackle and he kind of spin the other way. And, um, cause we really did a, a nice job holding the running backs in check. And, um, a couple, like I said, just a couple pass plays where besides the one we had, we had guys there. Um, but that's kind of what they did offensively. What was the message to the guys at halftime, and how did the second half? How did you feel like uh, you know they responded there in the second half? Well, we just we talked about some adjustments. If we thought we were going to be under center a little bit more, um, you know, we actually put a a third tackle into the game instead of a tight end, um, just to help. Just to if if we're running the ball or forced to run the ball, then we just got a little bit bigger body in there, and uh, and then right after halftime, it actually there was a slight pause <laughs> so we actually had a, a dry football for a little bit and, and did get back into our base stuff and that's how we moved you know we did move the ball right down and um right at the end of the third quarter and then punched it punched it in for our touchdown right at the beginning of the fourth um and then sure the second wave of the <laughs> rain came pouring right through and we were back to where we started yeah take me through that drive and then the one yard touchdown run from carter Essick. Uh, how were you guys able to get down there uh, just again, our run game uh, with our sweet play, and we did have an, a nice completion down to uh, Peyton Wardell. Um, again, he came in back in when we were kind of running our base set of offense. He was back in at tight end, and uh, Carter did a nice job finding him open right down by the four yard line, I believe it was. Um, and he got knocked out of the three. And then uh, we tried running a little quarterback sneak, and they. they with all their size, they pinched both A's and B's, and so that we just ran it um, a little bit wider, and then Carter kept it on the right off to the edge uh, for our touchdown. Coach, what do you guys take away from this? You got another regular season game coming up next week, but what can you guys take away from this game tonight? Uh, I told them at the end of the game that's kind of where we want to be, you know, as far as their position. You know, while winning the district last night and. Um, you know, just the the physicality that they play with. I thought, you know, and, and they were all outside of one starter on each side of the ball. They were all seniors, you know, so they 
they kind of had that experience last year and which set them up for their success this year i believe and um and we got one you know like i said our our seniors have been great leaders all all season long even despite not the amount of wins that they you know probably envisioned when we started and um so it'll be a great opportunity next friday to on senior night to get those guys you know that out with a win and not I said, unless you're going to win the whole thing, there's not too many at this point in the season. You know, not too many teams going to end their season on a win. Absolutely. What are you looking at with that matchup with Boyd Hill Rock Valley next week? I know they've been struggling uh, most of this season. Yeah, the, on the record-wise, yeah, they don't. It looks like they've been struggling, but when you dig into the stats, it's their quarterback is putting up video game numbers in the passing game. I just think they're struggling to once they get in close i think teams have been able to kind of uh buckle down and and stop them from scoring a whole lot but um their quarterback leads their district in in yardage and passing and um i think they have the number one receiver as well so uh our secondary is going to be tested again and hopefully we can get a good pass rush on that um on the flip side i think last year we had a lot of success running the ball against them um and you know kind of keeping the ball out of their hands so that'll probably be the the initial plan of attack. As you got soaked tonight, I heard you talking to Nick, uh, you know, on the uh, New Way Auto Group scoreboard show last night about uh, having to change your clothes ready to go. Did, did you bottle up some of that weather and rain and bring it uh, for the game this coming weekend uh, as that could help? I, I think it would help. I don't think any, I don't think the <laughs> fan base would really enjoy, <laughs> enjoy that, as, but it would probably slow down the passing game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll throw that one out there or not, but... <laughs> I'm sure we won't get sunny in 70, but we'll aim for somewhere in between. Well, I, I did hear, at least on my, my future cast, says sunny in 61 during the day and a low of like the upper 40s, but no rain in the forecast. So. All right. Well, to see, I, I don't know, that's the best job in the world, meteorologist, because you don't yep. have to be right and you get to keep your job. Absolutely. We, well, we'll see if you got a good rain dance this week, right, Coach? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> Craig, as always, we appreciate all of the time you guys give us here. Look forward to seeing you guys uh, next week as I get that chance to call that game coming up next week. Sounds good, Jeff. Uh, and like I said, we appreciate all the coverage all season long. And go Tigers. Head coach Craig Rowetter again with the uh, Carroll Tiger football program. We're back with more from the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show. We'll have Thomas Nelson. He'll be in to talk cross country next right here on KCIM. Hey, life doesn't stop when cancer starts. After diagnosis, treatment is vital. But for some, just getting there to appointments, chemo, or radiation is a major challenge. You can change that. Volunteer to give rides with the American Cancer Society Road to Recovery Program. Driving for a few hours of your day can make a life-saving difference for someone with cancer. Visit cancer.org slash drive to learn more. Thomas Nelson, the head of boys and girls cross-country coach of the Kemper Knights, joining us here, of course, on the Beach Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Knights ran Wednesday down in Glenwood at the Hawkeye 10 Conference meet. Uh, coach, as always, thanks for the time here this morning. It is always great to be here. Coach, let's start off. We'll bounce back quickly to Wednesday. Hawkeye 10 boys finish up in fourth. Looked like a pretty good race. You had Jacob and, and Ryan both in the top 20. Dayton had an outstanding day the way it sounded as well. But I think you were fairly happy with how things went for the boys on Thursday, on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, we ran we ran a lot of really great races. Um, we had uh, six of our boys run their best times of the year. Uh, four of them had their career PRs. 
Um, you know, Jacob got 10th and just ran a, a really solid race the whole time. So uh, the boys came out and, and really competed and, and had um, just, just really solid races. Uh, Hawkeye 10 is pretty loaded with uh, Glenwood, LC, uh, Corinda. There's some really good teams, and they had a lot of kids run really well too. So uh, it's one of those things where we, we – we did really well and have a lot to be proud of from the meet. I think, you know, specifically Charlie Bading uh, was really competing to hold on to his varsity spot and he PR'd by like 30 seconds, 40 seconds, wow. 1838. Um, as a freshman, that's, that's a really awesome thing for him. So uh, we're, we're really happy with how we ran. Coach, uh, and real quick, kind of a quick turnaround and change for you guys. You guys were scheduled to host on Thursday. There wasn't a very good weather day scheduled for Thursday, and it played out that way. So you guys able to get it moved to Glenwood uh, on Monday to be able to be run on Wednesday. How did that change the mental part of it and the prep part for you guys going down there on Wednesday? Um, I, I think, you know, our kids did a really good job pivoting from, hey, we've got a home meet to – we're going to Glenwood. That's what it is. Uh, we've been there. We've ran there before, and we like the course. Um, Glenwood does a great job hosting the meets, and it was uh, really nice of them to be able to help us out and be able to get that meet in because the way the weather was on Thursday, uh, we wouldn't have been having it here. Um, so our, our kids did a good job. Just, you know, we ran there at the beginning of the year, and our kids ran really good time. So I think that helped a little, just being like, hey, we've ran here before, and, and we like it. Um, so uh, I thought they did a good job of coming uh, and showing up mentally prepared. And the girls, uh, they would finish seventh overall, but Marie Day, another top ten finish, finishing in sixth. And you said Addie Davis had a really good day. Julia Canney continues to kind of come on here late in the season. How did you feel like the girls ran on Wednesday? Girl, girls had a really solid day, too. Marie and Julia both ran uh, their best times of the year. Marie, Marie got sixth and just looked really strong for the entire race. Uh, I thought it might have been uh, her, her most complete kind of race of the year, just uh, got out in great position and, and just finished really strong too. Um, I, I thought Addie, you know, Addie's kind of been PRing uh, a, a lot this season, just bringing a couple seconds down each meet. Um, and she took a big jump this meet and getting it all the way down to 23:43. Um, and and I really challenged her earlier in the week that like, hey, you know, for for you to get a big PR, you're gonna have to try to do some stuff you haven't done before, and it's gonna not necessarily gonna feel great, but like you can do it. And I, I thought she really embraced that mentality and performed really well. Coach, how tough was the field for the girls' side? We know how strong the boys. That was the girls' side just just as strong. Yes, the the girls' sides um, absolutely stacked. Uh, you, you know, Glenwood and Harlan are always really solid teams. Lewis Central is really uh, coming on strong at the end of the year. Uh, they've got a couple really young runners who who did a great job, and then you've got Atlantic there too. Um, so the competition's definitely um, really strong, and I thought our girls uh, really held their own though. Um, and was really happy with the seventh place finish. Pairings came out uh, this past week here uh, for um, regionals, uh, where you're going to be heading for state qualifying. The assignments, um, little shocked. Uh, I will admit, when I first looked, uh, you guys head to Winterset. Uh, the reason I was shocked is, especially on the boys side, they, they three teams ranked in the top ten all going to be there along with you guys. So I, I thought maybe they would spread things out a little bit. Uh, your thoughts on on when the pairings or the regional assignments came out and, and what you thought when you saw them and, and what's the plan for you guys? Um, our plan is basically to have everyone go and try to run their best race to finish the season. Um, you know, it's kind of, kind of like the Hawkeye 10 meet. Uh, we would have loved to get third. Uh, but you know, the, the kind of cool thing about cross country is you can have a really good day and have a really successful day. Um, but other teams can too. Uh, and so I thought, like I said, you know, we ran really well at the Hawkeye 10. If everyone goes and if we get 
four PRs again at this next mm-hmm. meet, and you know I, I'm going to be really happy. Um, I think you know Ryan and Jake specifically, they're definitely going to be gunning for uh, individual qualifiers. I think Dayton and Fletch, uh, you know, with kind of a new rule change where you have to get five individuals qualified, you know, they, they've got an outside shot to really compete and try for that fifth uh, individual spot. Um, if it's all 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. But uh, our big, biggest thing is going to be focused kind of just on Austin and, hey, like mentally we've had a couple really good races in a row. Go finish the season. Go run your best possible race um, and go try to get a PR. And on the girls' side, sounds like Marie has a really good shot and a couple of other girls maybe be able to slide in as well? Yeah, Marie, um, you know, I, I struggle to find many meets, you know, many districts you could go where Marie's not a solid top 15 runner. You know, whether it's 5, 8, 10, wherever, I'm really confident um, that Marie, uh, with the season she's had, is going to go find a spot and get herself back to state again. Um, I think Julia Canny, you know, if she can really push up there and – try to get in the top 15 to, and just try to hang there for the race. Um, you know, she's kind of got an outside shot just like Fletch and uh, uh, Dayton on the boys' side. Uh, we just got to go and compete. And everyone else, you know, just go run your best possible time. Go finish the season on a high note. Coach, I get the sense as well that uh, the new changes uh, onto how many qualify and the way they're looking at it, it was a really good decision and a good change. Yeah, I, I think it's a really positive thing. You know, they basically, I said when they made it, is it's to protect individuals who are, are state worthy. Um, if they get put in a district where that's just absolutely loaded, and you know, on both sides, we've got a lot of top ten teams uh, in our districts. Um, so I, I think the rule kind of is built for a district like ours, um, and I think that was really cool for the state to make that change. What's the practice schedule for you guys Monday and Tuesday to get ready to head to Winterset on Wednesday? Monday, we'll do just a little brief race pace, 500, 800, 500 sort of work with the same thing we did last Monday. So it helps us kind of build the habits, and kids felt really good after it. Uh, Tuesday, we've got our, our just regular uh, pre-race meet. Uh, we got a team meal, and then we'll have, a, you know, our entire team, our middle school, our JV, everyone's invited to that. Um, and then Wednesday, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave school kind of early again and, and get at it and hopefully do as well as we did this last week. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate all of your time. Uh, congrats on a terrific season so far, and I know things aren't over yet. So best of luck coming up down at Winterset on Wednesday, and we look forward to seeing you guys up at State. Thank you very much. You bet. Head Coach again, um, Thomas Nelson with the uh, Kemper Cross Country Team. We're back with more of the Pizza Ranch Coaching Show coming up next year on KCIM. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. This Saturday, it's Fall Discount Day at Baumgart. That means 17% off almost everything that isn't already on sale. Baumgart's has even extended their hours so you can't be late. Open all day from 7.30 to 8. It's one of the best shopping and savings events of the year. Save on everything you need. This Saturday only. Family owned for over 75 years. We'll always have what you
We're back here at the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show talking at Carroll Girls Swimming right now. Deb Danner, of course, the head coach, is joining us as they wrap up another busy week. Got some more busyness coming up for them here. But, uh, Coach, appreciate you joining us here today. And I tell you what, uh, glad to catch up with you again uh, after a couple of meets this week. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Let's let's talk the meet earlier this week uh, on on Tuesday night. You guys finally get a host one. It wasn't at home, but you were at least a home meet. It was over at Denison Slash Week. You took on a really solid uh, Sioux City a ball club and, and ended up falling in that one. But uh, how nice was it to, to even though you were on a bus in, in the suburbans to to not have to travel so far? Yeah, I'm, it was really nice. Uh, we got home at a decent time. My girls got home at a decent time. So, um, you know, they have school the next day. So I, I like that they could get home early enough to get some homework done and, and all that. Um, yeah, it, it was, it's, Nice to be closer to home for a change. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have another one coming up next week over at Denison as well. We'll talk about that. It's on Tuesday here in just a little bit. But what stood out for you about the way the girls swam um, Tuesday over at Denison against Sioux City? Yeah, you know, um, they did a fantastic job against Sioux City. Um, Sioux City, yeah, they're they're a big team. They're stronger than we are. Um you know, they they have some advantages over us, but, you know, the girls, they don't quit. They they keep trying. They swim as hard as they can. They give it everything they got, and, you know, I'm just really proud of that. They, they fought hard for um, some really good races, and, um, yeah, they did great. You know, we had a few wins in there, and, and you know, we, we showed Sioux City that we can compete, so it was it was a really good meet for them. Had you guys had a chance to be in that pool before Tuesday to get a comfort level with it being being a home meet for you? No, we hadn't been there yet. Um, so, yeah, for some of the girls, it was a new experience. Um, a lot of them have swam at that pool over the summer. So, um, you know, they have some experience in there, but a few of them haven't swam there yet. And, um, you know, they, they adjusted, they, they adapted to the pool with, with real ease. So that was that was really good for them. Coach Amelia Holt literally sounded like and looked like she had a good meet on Tuesday. How'd she swim? Yeah, um, she did fantastic. She had a really good swim. Um, her hundred fly was is a, her personal best so far at a one hundred four nine eight. Um, you know that was fantastic to see. Hopefully we can uh, see her pull that off again. You know a couple more times before regionals because then she should be able to do very well in that. Um, and then, yeah, you know, she, her, her leg in the medley relay was, was amazing. She, uh, won a 27, I don't remember, 27 something, um, in the 50 fly. So, um, you know, that looked really good for the team too. Um, but yeah, you know, she, she just had a, a great swim. She swam the 200 freestyle at a 207. And, um, yeah, you know, we, we, Tried out some different events with some different girls and just to see what we could do. And, you know, they, they did a fantastic job. Coach, uh, yeah, I was going to say, mentioned in a relay, trying out some different girls, different events. That 200 freestyle relay team uh, of, of Allison Drake, Miranda Gruber, Lydia Dose, and Leah Nystrom finished third. That's that's a group of girls there that we probably haven't talked about a whole lot this year. No, you know, and we really haven't. Um, and they are doing a fantastic job. Um 
you know, they're pulling in some points for us at meets, and it's great. And, you know, we're seeing them drop time quite often at different meets. And, you know, so the more time they keep dropping, the better they're going to get. Um, next year will be a whole nother game for them. They'll, they'll be ready to, to really swim and compete. And, you know, I, I'm excited for them. And, you know, they're doing a great job. And, and you know, yeah, they're not our top finishers, and, and we tend to not talk about them as much. But, um, you know, they do a fantastic job. Like I said, they, they're dropping time. They're, they're getting better and better all the time. So I'm, I'm just really proud of that. Coach, we'll bounce back quickly to last Saturday. Uh, the girls went to the Johnston invite. Uh, you and I had chatted last Saturday morning that uh, this is about like competing at the state tournament. You had some of the elite teams in state there, including, I think, number one ranked Waukee. Um, how did you feel like things went last weekend, and what did the girls take away from it? Um, okay, so it was a little rough for them, you know, with them not being able to place higher like they like to do. Um, but they, they're learning. They, they kind of got a little preview of what regionals will be like, what state will be like. Um, you know, so they got to see all that. Uh, you know, we did have some good times. Some girls swam some very good times. Um, you know, Emma managed to, uh, bring her breaststroke time down to a 107.24, so it's a little bit lower than than what she had gotten up at Fort Dodge. So, you know, and it's still qualified. We're still good there. But, um, yeah, you know, a lot of the girls swam some personal best times. You know, they had the competition there to help push them along. Um, and it, it, I know it was frustrating for them because, you know, like I said, they like to place a little higher than what they did. Um, but, they 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 swam very well. They swam very well for what we've been doing all season. So I have no complaints about that. Back at it again today. Uh, you guys are headed down to Council Bluffs for the Lewis Central invite. Uh, this is usually a strong field as well. Thoughts on uh, what the plans are for today? Yeah, you know, we're just going to go out and give it everything we got. We're kind of putting together a, what I'm hoping is a stronger lineup. Um and uh, hopefully we can pull off some, a few wins, and um, you know, hopefully it'll be a really good meet for them. But yeah, you know, we're we're kind of winding down the season, so we're getting to that point where the girls are kind of swimming a lot more tired, and and it's a little harder to to keep swimming hard. But um, you know, they know we go through this every year, and they know what they need to do. And you know, I I'm positive they're they're going to come out with some really good results. And then you guys back in Denison on Tuesday night, another home meet uh, against Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, that's a 5.30 start over there. Um, what, 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 what kind of jumps do you expect to see the girls make now with with the second meet at that location? Yeah, um, so now, though, you know, we are practicing over there now. So we um, are getting a good feel for the pool over there uh, with the Aquatic Center closed. Now we um, are swimming at Denison and at Manning to to get our practice in. So um, we've been over there a couple of times already now. So <clears throat> they're getting used to that pool, and, and that's really going to help, especially with turns, you know, understanding the walls better. And um, and we got some good starting blocks to practice on. And, and yeah, it's it's I think it's going to go very well for them. 
And one last thing, Coach, uh, state qualifying assignments came out. Uh, you guys are going to be heading Saturday, November the 4th to Ames. We'll have more time to talk about this later in the month, but uh, kind of your initial thoughts on, on heading to Ames to, to qualify for state. Well, first of all, the girls are very excited because we've never swam at their new pool yet, so um, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to go there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to have some good competition over there, um, and my understanding is it is a very fast pool, so I expect to see some just crazy fast times. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate all of the time. Best of luck down at uh, Lewis Central coming up. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, Tuesday uh, over at uh, Denison, and we wish you luck with that one as well. Great. Thank you. Head Coach Deb Dander again with the Carroll Girls Swim Team back with more right here on KCIM. A highlight home from Mid-Iowa Real Estate, 2015 Quint Avenue. Very spacious, four-bedroom, two-bath area, ranch-styled home on a corner lot. Beautiful updated kitchen with an island and stainless steel appliances included. Large living room with a patio door that leads to the covered patio. Recently remodeled basement with lots of storage options. Double car garage, but a three-wide driveway. Great woodworking throughout and great curb appeal at 2015 Quint Avenue with a price of $258,000. This is Holly Shrek with another quality offering from Mid-Iowa Real Estate. Take your tour at midiowateam.com. Back here on the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning, talking at Kemper Volleyball as head coach Rusty Wintermote joins us here today as the Knights go 2-0 and this last week. And coach, as always, it's good to catch up with you. You know, it is a blessed morning. It's beautiful out here. It's no, no rain uh, right now anyway. But again, it's another weekend. I get to go spend some time with a, with a grandchild. So it's always a good Saturday, Mr. Blankman, when you get to do those. Yeah, absolutely. I know last weekend you had that uh, uh, freshman in the JV tournament, the JV tournament there was there at Kemper. So you were busy all day. I saw you all day long in the gym. So glad that you don't have any of that today. But uh, you wrap up the regular season. It's so hard to believe that we're talking about the regular season having wrapped up. But uh, you guys traveled twice this week. Tuesday you went down to Harlan, got a nice 3-0 sweep there. Uh, maybe a rough first set. We kind of joked around a little bit, 10 days off, a little rusty in that first set. But uh, Thursday night went up to Sergeant Bluff Luton, an even longer road trip, but came out of there with what looked like even more an impressive a victory. Well, uh, I knew it was going to – we knew after 10 days layoff that our goal was just to improve each match going into regionals, and I felt we – we did that against Sergeant Bluff Luton. Um, they they are a very scrappy defensive team, and any coaches I talked to, but they really proved they really proved that. And and what I told the girls, I said, let's take this match like it's playing Ridgeview, like we're playing in the regional final, whoever it may be. We have to we have to be accountable for everything we do. We have to be accountable for our efforts, and, but just don't get out hustled. And you know what? When you don't out when you don't get out hustled, and you work hard. The game will improve. Is it going to be perfect yet? No, I don't want it perfect until we get that opportunity later on. So just go out and play hard. Let the ball happen. And just, just enjoy each other's company because we're coming down to the end of the season and and uh, uh, we need to grow together again. This is our second season. This, this, week, this, this last week was what we called our beginning of our second season because of the layoff. And as Boz put it, Let's go back out and just start to prove ourselves to everybody that we are we are who we are. We're good. We're a good camper volleyball team. 
Coach, I remember talking with you Tuesday night after the Harlan matchup. Uh, you, you mentioned that you wanted to work on touches and blocks uh, for the Sergeant Bluff Luton. And then as I was digging through the stats and stuff that you sent me on Thursday night, uh, it looked to me like that improved. Like, uh, were you happy with the number of touches and blocks you ended up getting Thursday night? Uh, was not happy in the first game. But that was the first game that um, they really challenged us, the Sergeant Bluff Luton. They did a nice job of moving it around. Their hitters were hitting over the top of our block, so it just felt like we were going up late. And so about halfway through the first set, we just talked about it. Here's who they're going to set to. Here's the high percentage of who they're going to go to. And sure enough, they did that, and the girls just kind of listened. And uh, we, we brought our block in because they weren't going line. And we just did a better job of timing our, our touches and blocks as far as going up. They, they were catching us either going up late or that old thing coming down uh, as they're swinging, which allowed them to hit over the block. So timing-wise, they did a great job about halfway through the first set and through the remainder of it. I mean, there were – I was really the, – the most part I was, pleased, I was very pleased with and uh, enjoyed seeing on the stats is how it got mixed between – all the hitters, uh, all the blockers. It wasn't just Brianna and, and Franny getting them and Olivia chipping in, but you had Casey and Aubrey and Warren uh, bringing in a, a good block or a wall. And, and uh, so the girls did a nice job of communicating on the floor uh, after our timeout about going up together and, and timing the jump. So uh, I was pleased in the end, especially seeing the stats, but worried when we first started out that they were getting too many free shots between our blocks or just over our block. Coach, I know you mentioned here a moment ago that, uh, you know, you wanted the girls to go out and play well, but you don't want to be playing your best until you need to in, in the postseason, which gets underway for you guys next week. How close are you? Do you feel like you are heading into the postseason of playing as well as this team can possibly play? I don't, I don't think we're close yet. I really don't. Um, and I only say that because of the big layoff we had. Um I, I really feel like we're still playing better than we were before the layoff, but I still don't feel like uh, defensively we're uh, we're as good as we can be. Um, you know, there's still that old adage when you don't see a lot of something, you don't get in a rhythm of something. And and uh, my back row uh, started to get into that rhythm last night. They really moved well on their tips and. Uh, as the game went and their and their down balls, the back row got to to corner shots a lot better as the match went. So um, I, I believe once I see that the back row is now feeding off of what the front row is doing defensively, um, we're going to be a very tough team. Uh, offensively, the stats are showing it. The kids are the the Elsa and Carson are doing a great job of mixing the ball around to the hitters, which for us is always a plus because. Um, I feel like when you got a number of hitters, uh, the offense was, is, is, will always come. But I would like to see us improve as a defensive team. And they all, they, the old thing they always just say, football teams and basketball teams always say, it, defense wins championships. And to a lot of points, that is true. And uh, so I would like us to continue to work on that mentality. Uh, we did in practice on Friday. Uh, we're going to work on that on Monday, Tuesday, work on that mentality of, the championship has to be won by us playing defense. The offense will come because you guys are good athletes. 
Coach, uh, you guys to get the winner of uh, a match Monday between Lawton Brunson and then Maple Valley Antonoto Charter Oak Ute. Uh, are you guys going to get the opportunity Monday to get uh, a lot of the girls to be able to go, or is it going to be keeping them back in town and kind of more focus on practice uh, for you guys Monday? Well, the the girls were talking about that, and I said, I said, you know, kind of like last year, I said, if you want to go, that's certainly up to you. I said, well, I'm going to find enough video for you to watch. Um, it's going to be, it could be a late night. It's, it's a little over an hour to get up to. Uh, I think it's that Maple Valley, I think. It may be, if we get enough video, I may just ask them to just stay home, get some rest. But, again, they're competitive enough. I, there, there are quite a few of them that want to go up there and watch them. So I'm not going to stop them, but I'm also going to give them plenty of video that they can watch. And, and uh, But like like we discussed Latin the other night after Sergeant Bluffluton, you know, we can go watch a lot of video and watch a lot of teams. But you know what? It ultimately comes down to let's worry about us. And if we worry about us and work on those successes, this team's going to be this team is going to start to blossom again. Well, coach, as always, we appreciate all your time. Enjoy the grandchildren this weekend, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you next Wednesday. All right, Mr. Blankman, again, thanks for everything you guys do at the radio station, and it always, always is a joy to to visit with you on these Saturday mornings. Head coach at Rusty Wintermote joining us again here on the Beach Ranch Coaches Show. Back with more right after this on KCIM. Listen Monday mornings and afternoons for the ICAM Manning Minute. We'll be talking to the students about what they're doing and learning every week. The ICAM Manning Minute, proudly brought to you by Next Gen Ag Supply in Templeton. Score big when you come on down to the Carroll Pizza Ranch to dig into the country's best chicken, piping hot pizza, and their fresh salad bar. They're open to serve you all your Pizza Ranch favorites from 11 to 8 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 5 to 8. Get their famous buffet your way where you can request your favorite pizza. Everyone wins at Pizza Ranch. Just off Highway 30, downtown Carroll, open seven days a week. Whoa, that's good. We're talking here this morning on the uh, Pizza Ranch Coaches Show with Michaela Clank, the head volleyball coach, of course, with the uh, Carroll Tigers. As always, Coach, appreciate you joining us here today. Yeah, good to talk to you again. Coach, you guys winding down the regular season. Hard to believe postseason starts for you guys on Tuesday. You're going to be hosting Dennis and Slashwig. We talked a little bit about those postseason regionals uh, last week on the show here, but uh, wound up the regular season last week. You guys uh, took on uh, a third-ranked ADM ball club that came in, uh, and as always, uh, as we've talked about a lot this year, that uh, record over conference, it seems like uh, everybody is really strong. Yeah, yep. Um, it was really good to play ADM. It was good to play such a top-tier team, um, especially right before um, regionals, so we can really work on our game. Yeah, you guys, uh, if you advance past Dennis and Slashwig, you would get number two ranked uh, Indianola on the road to see that kind of level kind of helps prepare you. What did you see from your girls against ADM, and, and, and who and what stood out for you? Yeah, um, we know that we knew ahead of time they were going to be tough. I mean, they're ranked third. Um, they just have all-around really great hitters. Um, their defense is great. Um, and we were just, us coaches were really proud of them and how they didn't just let up. Um, I think we progressed every set um, and made those changes that we needed to. Um, obviously, we still lost, but we were just super happy with that they were um, adapting to the high level of volleyball. 
Coach, uh, did ADM, you said they challenged you, was it mainly at the net with their defense, or was it they just one of those teams that doesn't block a lot, they just don't let anything hit the ground? Um, I think a little of both. Um, I'm pretty sure one of their um, hitters is one of the top blockers in the state. They um, did put a lot of pressure on us at the net, um, all four or all three um, positions, and um, their defense was pretty scrappy too. It looks like Molly Feld and Amanda Wardell uh, swung pretty well. Feld actually hit 308 on the night. What did you see from her, and how has she continued to grow here in her senior year at the net? Yeah, she um, just continually um, progresses. Just last year, she um, she just played JV for us, and she just really wasn't very consistent. Um, we've really been working on um, her swing this year, um, and she's just that consistency um, is helping her out tremendously. We talked a little bit about Amanda Wardell last week. Uh, she has really had a nice uh, sophomore year for you. Four blocks for her, four out of the eight you guys had the other night. Uh, how was she able to do so well defensively at the net? Yeah, she's just quick. Um, she anticipates super well, and um, her uh, she just jumps out of the out of the gym. Um, and she's just a natural athlete. Coach, uh, with the, the regular season wrapping up with that matchup against ADM on Tuesday, what was the focus uh, for you and for the girls, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and are you going to do any practicing throughout the weekend to get ready to go for a Denison Slushwig on Tuesday? Yeah. Um, we Wednesday we watched some film. Um, we're working on getting our conditioning where it needs to be. So we, um, if we need to go five sets, we're going to be, um, strong there. Um, and then really working in on like honing our skills. So we're, um, peaking at the right time. Back in the middle of, uh, September, you guys uh, did take on at Dennis and Slashwig. You picked up uh, a nice victory that night, uh, knocking them off, uh, in, in, in four sets. Uh, what's the difference that you've seen? Uh, from your team uh, since that matchup, and, and how do you feel the matchup looks on Tuesday night? Yeah, I think compared to that game, we're a completely different team. Um, Caitlin Aiden was in that game, and we unfortunately don't have her. Um, Olivia Rowetter is at middle. Um, we have Morgan Roberts and Emma Kuhlman on the right side, and now we've got Analia, um a freshman, on our outside, and I think we're just meshing um, so much better than we were at that point in the season. Um, and I know Dennison has made some changes as well. So um, I really like our, our odds, um, but, you know, Dennison is going to be tough. So, And it seems like this has almost become a tradition uh, that you guys and Dennison meet up in the, in the opening round of the playoffs. I'm trying to look back in my brain, and you can probably correct me, uh, uh, have you guys faced Denison pretty much every year since you've been the head coach in the opening round? Um, since I've been head coach, at least. Yeah, yeah, we've faced them every year first round. What, would Do you like that or, or uh, kind of completely off base a little bit here? Would, would you like to see things changed up uh, a little bit, at least in that uh, that opening round? Um, it'd be nice for something different, um, but at least we know what to expect now, I guess. So play Denison first round, so... We aren't um, completely coming out of the blue. How do you like having that matchup coming up at home as well? Second time you get to play them at home this season. 
yeah, that's nice because um, I think our crowd, the girls just um, feed off of our crowd, and we have a very loud, loud crowd, and I think that helps us out in games. So just that support um, will give us that extra oomph we need. Looking back at that first matchup a little bit, it looks like Addison Inman uh, had a a really pretty good game against you guys that day. Um, what do you guys do defensively uh, to try and slow her down a little bit this last time? She had 15 kills that first time around. Yeah, um, and continue, like when we have been watching film, we know that um, they're going to go to her. They're going to um, feed that pony. And so I think we'll know what to expect. We know that we have to have a blocker on her at all times, whether she's in the front row or the back row. Well, Coach, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to getting back out there and seeing you guys again coming up on Tuesday night and then following you hopefully down to Indianola on Thursday night. So appreciate you joining us here today. Enjoy your weekend. I think you get a weekend off of volleyball, right? So hopefully you can enjoy that. Uh, Spend some time with the family, and we'll see you Tuesday. Yeah, thank you. See ya. You bet. Head Coach Michaela Klink again with the uh, Carroll Tiger Volleyball Program. Back with more from the Pizza Ranch Coaches Show coming up here on KCIM. Let's glow crazy. Get your neon shirts out every Friday and Saturday night for disco bowling at the Carroll Bowl. Bring your friends and family for a night of fun. Plus, you don't have to worry about the food or drinks. Carroll Bowl has you covered. Make plans today. Disco Bowl this weekend at Carroll Bowl. Back to wrap up the, the uh, Peter Ranch Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Thanks to Ryan Steinkamp, Craig Rowitter, Thomas Nelson, Deb Danner, Rusty Wister, Wintermote, and uh, Michaela Klink all for joining us here on this Saturday morning. And thanks to you for joining us out there as well. And again, uh, playoff pairings, playoff matchups uh, for football won't be released until 10 o'clock this morning. Keep an eye on our CB Sports Network website and social media sites as soon as I can figure out all of the matchups and where we're going. I'll get all that information out there for you. So hopefully uh, it'll be fairly quick this morning. But uh, I know next week we'll have the Carroll game, we'll have the Kemper game, and one other game uh, covered for you. And again, you'll find all that information at uh, sports.1380kcim.com coming up a little bit later on this morning after 10 o'clock. And then, of course, on the CB Sports Network Facebook and at Twitter pages as well. Local sports coming up for you today in volleyball. South Central Calhoun will be at the Winter Set Tournament. Our Weaver Coonabins Baird, Glidden Ralston, and Peyton Chardana are at the Rolling Valley Conference Tournament this morning. Our Weaver takes on Peyton Chardana at 9 o'clock. The winner will play Booyer Valley next. Glidden Ralston takes on Coonabins Baird at 10 o'clock this morning. In cross country, South Central Calhoun and East Sac go to the Twin Lakes Conference Meetup in Alta today. I.K. Manning's over at Missouri Valley. And in girls swimming, Carol heads down to Council Bluffs to the Lewis Central Invite getting underway at noon today. Thanks again for tuning in here. Don't forget you can get all of last night's audio games rebroadcast. That's on the Listen to Past Games. Player of the Game photos are up on the social media sites and website. Uh, video broadcast from last night's uh, Kemper game up on the CB Sports Network at YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a full statewide scoreboard with the local districts up top. And then, of course, uh, we've got the statewide scoreboard after that as well. And we'll have recap stories coming up on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report coming up tomorrow. Have a great weekend, everybody.